Welcome to the Daily Devotional with Derek Nider. Thanks for joining us as he walks us through the pages of Scripture with a daily word of insight and encouragement. Hey, what's up? Good to be with you today. I, I am wearing one of my favorite shirts that our team made. You know, um, obviously it's a born-again shirt. And uh, I just want to say, starting off, it is so good to be to be born again. And, you know, I'm just reflecting on... God reaching into my life when my life was so sideways and the people that God put in my life to be a witness for for Christ so that when the bottom fell out of my life, I knew where to turn. And just the new life that he gives to us when we put our trust and faith in him and he makes us new creatures in Christ. The old is passed away and behold, everything is new. You must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. Those are his words, not mine. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 2, and by the way, we're in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 today. Good to be with you in God's word for a minute. Um, turn there with me this morning or whenever you're watching or listening. The Bible says in verse 17, Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So um, as we learned in our last devotional, crazy situation that Daniel's in, an impossible situation for anyone to really come through for the king like the king has demanded. And it wasn't just a demand. It wasn't like, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to lose your job or, you know, you're going to get docked some hours or pay. It was like, no, you'll be torn limb from limb and I'm going to burn your houses down. So figure this out. Daniel, because he's rooted in God and anchored in God, you remember with me, he responds in prudence, discretion, and patience. He just needs some time. And then what Daniel does, like this is so wise, he goes and gets some people to pray. He goes and gets some people to pray. He knows that this is a situation that, that he and Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael need to carry together to God. And their lives are on the line, right? So there's incentive there. But I think it's even beyond the reality of how potentially catastrophic this was for these guys. I think that this was what they normally did. You'll notice that they, they were all living together, right? There was a, a community. There were relationships. They'd experienced God together. They'd been through some hard times and seen God come through, not just with making sure that they weren't defiling themselves by the king's food. But these guys were living in exile. You know, they had been separated from the land of promise. They'd been torn from their families. Um, they, everything that was that they were accustomed to and leaned into and enjoyed from the perspective of family life and culture and society had been ripped away from them. And as all of that had been ripped away, their relationships, their companionship, their interreliance and interdependence grew stronger. So when the, the moment of potential catastrophe came, this was what they were used to doing. They were used to seeking the mercy of God. And 
And listen, this is so important because Daniel, you know, Daniel was not a lone ranger. I mean, there were certainly times where as, you know, things progressed and situations changed, Daniel did find himself um, kind of on his own. He was ultimately cast into a lion's den. And, and that moment, it was just, you know, him and the, the lions and the angel of the Lord. But Daniel had built a community of people that were rooted together spiritually in pursuing God. And I'm just saying all of that to say, we can learn from Daniel's life, um, certainly, because we need this same thing. You know, we need companionship with other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. We need to be in a place where we're not so reliant on the things of the world that we're missing some of the true power that God has provided in corporate prayer. And, you know, I've said this many times, like our church culture lends itself to extreme individualism. You know, there are many people who are living their Christian life solo. You know, they're lone wolves. They're, they're lone agents. They're on their own. They're not building any meaningful relationships. If I said to them, hey, you know, who in your circle is really your prayer partner? They wouldn't even have an answer for that. Who helps you? Who strengthens you? Who supports you? Who is like iron sharpening iron? Who are you locked arms with for the advancement of the kingdom of God? You know, who turns to you in their time of need and, and calls you for prayer and for wisdom and for guidance and support? And there just are a lot of people who are like, man, you know, I don't have anybody. And the thing is, you don't have anybody because you've chosen not to have anybody. You know, it is really important to be locked into a local church and to be intentional about building those relationships. And you know, that certainly does mean that sometimes you have to do things that are uncomfortable. You know, you gotta go to a life group where you don't know anybody. I know that can be hard. You've gotta talk to the people that are sitting next to you every Sunday at church. You gotta go to a prayer group or you've gotta take a step and go to the person who oversees volunteering at your church and, and you've gotta ask how you can be involved and engaged and if they don't get back, you need to continue to press in. I'm just encouraging you. You know, Daniel couldn't have navigated this situation on his own. He needed, he needed his brothers in God to help support in prayer and to seek the face of God. And when you and I do that, we find real power that God has provided for us through his people. Father, I pray that uh, this would really sink in and God, that there would just be a a deepening of our relationships with brothers and sisters in the church. And God, we would tap into the true power that you've provided there. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. We hope this podcast has ministered to you. If it has, we welcome you to rate it or leave a review. If you would like to stay connected with Pastor Derek Nider or find many more teachings, please visit awakenlv.org. Click visit and then choose Pastor Derek Nider. These links are also in this episode's description. Until next time, God bless you.